Thank you for tuning in to today's episode, guys. Before we start today's episode, here's a single of Lorraine by our guest, Kosaki. I hope you enjoy. guys and welcome to learning life with you today's guest is connor adams a really good friend one of my best friends that i actually met here in china while teaching here and um i'm excited to have him on he actually recently moved to portland to start his music career and uh i'm just excited to have this uh this guy on he has so much to talk about so many different life experiences and uh I just learn from him whenever I talk to him. So I'm excited to have him on. Thank you for being on, Connor. And uh Yo, Alberto. Good to be here. Thanks, man. I appreciate that, dude. And I mean that. It's been it's been a while. Um, I've been needing to interview you for such a long time now. Uh, but I'll be honest, I've also been needing to get my shit together too. So uh, mm-hmm. but I'm glad we we got this going on, man. So um Yeah. Yeah, I was there when you started the whole 
the whole podcast series. It's cool to see how far you've come with it. You know, so many interesting guests, and we've even rebranded since. So wow, it's like I'm I'm part of this journey with you, dude. As as ditto, same for you, dude. I'm just so stoked, man. Um, oh, it's such so. It's a crazy experience just to even think about um how much we've grown as people from when we first met to now, you know, like just yeah. just in general these experiences, right? And just even being in a foreign country and just uh without knowing the language it was was just a growing experience in itself, right? And to meet people like like-minded people, like a group of friends that we have, um, it's just insane how we all ended up together. You know and just know. saw yeah, like we the were. beginning of all our journeys so it's pretty cool to kind of see where we're going at now um yeah we were we were pretty lucky to find to find such a group of people you know all the way across the world like that definitely was a good one of the best parts of being in china for me agreed man so many adventures too um but yeah so for guests that don't know you connor um so, Connor Adams, who are you? What are your bring- upbringings? Like, who are you as a person? Tell us your story, man. Oh, my beginnings. Where, what did I come from? My, my essence. Who is Connor Adams? Uh, those are fantastic questions, Alberto, that I can only try and guess the answer to. Um, I am 28 years old. I spent my childhood, I was born in Seattle and went to um, elementary, middle school, high school in Seattle. Um, I've got mostly my whole life lived with my brother and my mom, very close to me. Around high school, I started building my relationship with my dad up back again. So he's back on, love him a lot. Um, But yes. (laughs) right uh but yeah family family super important to me i love my family um that's part of the reason i chose to move to portland just so i could be close still find a place that was good for what i love to do which is play music so i've been playing music since fifth grade like a lot of people i started playing trumpet in fifth grade and uh but I just never stopped playing trumpet. So I kept doing jazz bands through college. And then I started a band that is still currently playing today called Left on 10th. And we began in Montana, which is where I went to school. And everybody moved to Portland. So yeah, it's just been kind of a, while we were in Bozeman, you know, playing it was a very much a party lifestyle. Like we were playing these big shows and just having a great time. And we kind of wanted to do something more. So moving to Portland was just kind of a step up in that direction. Oh man, talking more about my, who am I? What else can I say about that? I love skiing. Skiing is super fun. Skiing as fast as I can. Um, I like mashed potatoes a lot. One of my favorite foods, delicious, um, and yet so simple. You know, <laughs> how can something so simple be so delicious? It's, it blows my mind every time I take a bite. <laughs> every bite blows my mind. Um, and 
what else? Yeah, I'm. I feel very lucky to have had all the travel experiences that I've had. That's something else I've put a lot of time into in my life. Um, and I've just made friends from all over the world in that process. And it's cool to kind of look at a map, you know, and say, oh, my buddy Tobias is over there. And then my friend Alberto is over there. And, and like, I'm way over here, you know, it's just kind of cool to know that there are people around out there that I can call or even visit and it's like family extended family so I love to travel because of the people that I meet when I travel that's one of the main things I learned this from from somebody I met in uh, in uh, Memphis and he said um, when I look back on the places I've been I see the faces of the people I was there with you know right like the people are kind of the most important part of the experience. And that's rings very true for China, for me, you know, spending time with you and Olivia and Jason and Emma and like, you know, there were a lot of days where I didn't hang out with you guys and I was just kind of doing my own thing. And I can hardly like, those days are all blur, you know, but right. our experience is like going to Anshan or, or, or places like that. It was, like they stick out in my mind and I can remember the details of being there. So right. obviously they're more important to me or more important. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, dude, I, I agreed, man. Um, so now you said that you've mentioned, you've mentioned that you've traveled around the world, right. In different places around the world. Um, mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more uh, if in detail where, and maybe what you've learned from some of these experiences? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Good question. Each experience, what have I learned? Um, so I guess I'll start by, I, I went to um, Costa Rica when I was in seventh grade and that was a pretty big experience for me because it was like my first, my first like real introduction to Latin American, like lifestyle and culture, um, which is something that I've come to really appreciate and love like in the, in the years since. And so I would say that was a, a real big door for me to step through. Um, and it was just like, I didn't even like beans before I went there, you know, and I went there and I had like, I had gallo pinto every morning for breakfast and lunch and it just like fell in love with beans. So they changed me in that way, beans. Um, and the orange juice was fantastic. So Costa Rica was great. And then, um, I, I've been to Ireland a couple times with my family to visit family over there. And it, I like, I really liked Ireland cause it, it felt like, it felt like home away from home in a way, cause the climate is similar to Seattle and just got such a more a richer history in my mind than the United States kind of because they were like, you know, persecuted a little bit in the U S and like kind of, they had to struggle for, for a lot of things and they still have to struggle and they're such a small country. So I just think it's, it's a pretty um, inspiring story of Ireland. Um, I spent some time in Peru when I was in college. I went there. Well, first I went to Nicaragua, kind of studied Spanish there. And then I lived in Peru for about five months. And that was a huge experience for me. I was old enough to really be independent down there and, 
I met a lot of friends and I got to travel around the whole country. And that was, that, that was definitely a growing experience. I'm trying to think of lessons I learned from it. I guess one lesson that I might've learned was like, <laughs> this might be a, yeah, I don't know, not to take life too seriously, you know? Right. It's kind of like be, be able to adapt to situations and, and try and make the best of things. Um, it can be kind of a lesson that can come back and bite you in the ass if you're not careful. But, uh, but in Peru, like I had all stuff stolen from me at one point. And uh, so that, that would be another lesson is keep an eye on your, keep an eye on your shit. But uh, <laughs> um all my stuff got stolen and I basically had to kind of just thumb it like the rest of the three months I was there, you know, and kind of live with not very much stuff and still try and have a good time and appreciate the place I was at. So that was an interesting growing experience. Um, I've spent some time in new Orleans. I'd lived there before I moved to China. Um, and that's where I really started digging into music production. Right. So I was living in Montana for like, for like six years going to school and I was really becoming a great musician, you know, and, and I into playing in a, in a rock band as a trumpet player, which is, it's a pretty valuable skill um, as a horn player to just be exposed to all those different keys and those different songs. And so as a musician, I felt like I was kind of killing it, but then, I wanted to make my own music more kind of take a step back from the band. So I moved to with in the hopes of like starting producing my own material and growing even more as a trumpet player, studying some jazz, but I ended up having to work kind of this shitty job most of the time. And the time that I had spent learning how to produce music. So I, the lessons that I, took from new orleans was that i can do it you know it takes a lot of work but i can do it and that's something that i think is super valuable everybody can do what they want they just have to really dedicate themselves to to it and buckle down and watch youtube videos until, until they fall asleep how to how to do stuff Right. I mean, we were, I mean, um, and then, yeah. So then I moved to China. What was that? Oh, no, no. Sorry. sorry. A little bit of a lag for me. Um, no, but I mean, I mean, you, you get, you can learn anything on YouTube now, dude. There's so many things that you can learn from on YouTube now. Like it's, it's an open library for so many things to learn about, you know? Um, but getting back, but getting back to China though, um, yeah crazy what happened in china what did you learn there oh china china kind of like knocked me around man honestly like any circumstances that were just it's like just kept getting blindsided you know Initially, the initial move took a lot, <laughs> like, and it was definitely a learning experience. Like trust was a big one. 
I don't really trust these people. Like, I feel like I'm getting scammed. But honestly, you're the perfect person to talk to about this because you're part of the reason I moved there. Um, Because when I was interviewing for it, they were like, okay, talk to this, talk to this real teacher who's actually here. And I saw your face and you're just like, yeah, here's, here's the office. What's up, man? Come on down. (laughs) Dude. Actually, that was like my first, like, okay, it could be legit kind of right. moment. So based off that moment alone, I flew all the way across the world and landed in Shenyang and, and like in the middle of the night at the airport and Leo came and picked me up and I'm not even sure where I spent that first night. Probably. Oh, in a hotel. Hotel hotel. They could... probably rented a hotel room, right? Yeah. They got me a hotel room. And then the next day they were like, okay, we're going to go get you an apartment and get you all set up. And But that was part of, that was one of the challenges was my, my apartment was kind of a little bit further away from, from people, you know? Right. Like just my friends, like there were still people around, I guess, you know, but right. That was a challenge because I felt one of the things I had to overcome in, in China was like the feeling of isolation and loneliness was like loneliness kind of hits you like a train when you're in a country that nobody can speak with you in. Um, you you just kind of your opportunities for interaction are severely limited. And then COVID hit, you know, in January and we were just it was like pure isolation. So, right. That was difficult. Um, uh, so kind of a lesson that I learned was being comfortable um, with that, you know, being being okay with being alone and um, kind of still trying to find things to do in order to be productive and, and knowing that I can make it through an experience like that and still like have a positive outlook on life is pretty, it's pretty valuable. Um, Uh, And also I felt like I went to China with a purpose, you know, which was to complete a year of teaching. Um, And like, I told myself I was going to do it even when the pandemic started. I started like other teachers were leaving, you know, and people were dropping like, it's like other foreigners going back to the U S or wherever. And I just really wanted to stick it out and finish what I had started and the fact that I did that was, I felt really good about, um, you know, felt like I, I can commit to something and, and finish it. Cause I've had, I, I'm, I'm pretty bad with commitment, you know, like historically in my life, I'll like choose somewhere else to live or choose another job to work. So just being able to prove to myself that I can stick something out was right. pretty valuable as Dude, but then also like, you guys there, if you hadn't been there, I would have been, I probably would have been gone like that, you know? Oh, dude, you're awesome, man. I appreciate that. Oh, dude, I love you, Connor. I really do, man. I'm just, I'm glad to have met you here, you know? Um, I really mean that. So thank you. It's <laughs> crazy. I know, I know dude. I, I, I didn't you're, even you're think I was. The you're the only one. Oh my gosh. You know you're what? Insane. Um, I know, man, it's so weird, but one of the things I guess, like that has, I mean, I know we're, we're seg- but I guess one of the things that made me stay here, honestly, do or like, 
one, I want to challenge myself like you do in a sense, like, well, am I able to be comfortably alone? You know, um, because I like I had you guys here. Like I had I, I mean, you guys were like my my rock here, you know, yeah. um, and being here but like once you guys left i'll be honest with you i uh felt so weird um so weird i think uh the last person that had left was was olivia and then that was just like oh this like uh a reality check like yo like the people you just met like your family that you have made here like just left you know um yeah i can imagine i actually can't imagine i feel like that would be too difficult for me you know and and it was difficult man i'll be honest with you I, I mean i'm not even gonna lie about it but uh it made me realize more aspects of myself which is what i wanted you know from this whole entire experience to begin with you know like learn more about myself like and be comfortable with who i am as a person right um and be chill with myself like have fun with me like you know and not 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 to sound selfish in that sense but also like because for like the majority of my life like I always because I'm an only child I always compensated that with having friends around me all the time or at least trying to socialize all the time you know um and so when you guys left it was just a whole entire different like role or like me like now dealing with a different challenge right um i mean i still have zara zara's an amazing person dude for uh so she's still here she still hangs out with me so i'm like i still have her um but i guess like that was one of the things i wanted to challenge myself and i hadn't felt like i had accomplished what i needed to learn from this experience you know um which was being comfortable with myself and my own skin fully and then two were also the kids man i think the kids were were like a big big uh deciding factor for me because i'm like yo some of these kids like i'm seeing them improve so much like um and yeah. i i didn't i didn't even think i liked teaching you know um even up to this point it's still like so surreal for me because like once i get back home like it's a whole entire different thing thing i'm gonna do instead of teaching who knows i might be teaching on the side part-time who knows full-time i don't know but i want to do something else right but uh mm -hmm. i i think the the thing that really, really, really caught me off guard was like, like you said, sticking it through through the coronavirus, right? And then coming back and just how, trying to figure out how to how to maneuver with people's emotions, like especially the kids, because there was those were the ones that were affected a lot more, because we know that ch childhood is like definitely like a big role in how somebody develops, right? Um, and I found that challenge like exhilarating for me but also like being able to like have these kids like grow with me you know and also teach me at the same time so i think that was another reason that how well not that i think i know that's another reason why i stuck it through a little bit longer um i mean three years going into three years right but uh was because of seeing my kids grow and just like also like you know not being able to let them go yet um, which is going to be hard once I leave, dude. I'm, I'm going to be yeah. completely honest. Like my time is counted now and um, I'm still struggling to deal with that at the moment. But I also know that that's, that's 
the point of a teacher, you know, to teach yeah, us I much as you can at the best way possible. That was that was part of the hard part for me too, was was saying goodbye, you know. I miss my students too from China, even though it was, it was like almost two years ago now. <clears throat> I miss those those kids and they've probably grown so much and learned so much since I've, since I've left, but um, they can be such a force of like positivity too. Right. You know, like now that you're teaching a person again, like kids are so forgetful. They're so goddamn forgetful and forgiving. And, and forgiving. like it, each day, even if like there was something that made them mad or upset the day before they'll come back and they'll just be like, so excited to see you, you know, right. and that's something that adults lose pretty quickly, but right. for kids, if they have such this optimistic outlook on life. Everything is an opportunity all the time. So I love that perspective. And so, yeah, you can definitely learn. You can learn just as much from them as they learn from you. And I can see that in you being there. Like I can tell that you feel the same way about them, you know, and that they're just as much helping you as you're helping them. Agreed. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm, I agree with that. Um, so um, now we've talked a little bit of what you've learned, Ryan, different places. Uh, you had mentioned that, you were that you were in Bozeman and you were actually starting to play with a band that you're currently in right now too, left on tent. Um, and then that you started going or that you moved to new Orleans and took a little bit more of jazz, uh, seriously. Um, so I guess my question to you, my friend, when or how did you end up like solidifying the idea of becoming a musician? This is the career path that you want to go into that you actually want to become an artist. And I know that's a hard question. That's like a mouthful, dude. So like you can explain where there's been different areas where like it just started like coming together. But I guess like, yeah. how did you end up becoming a musician? Okay, so there's a simple answer to this question and there's a complicated answer to this question for sure. The simple answer is I've, I feel like I've always been a musician. Mm ever since I was a kid I was singing songs in the halls you know I was that guy for sure in middle school like memorizing the soundtrack to rent and just like singing it on the way to class <laughs> That's awesome. which definitely was part of the reason I didn't have a girlfriend at the time but uh <laughs> um yeah but I I I think that music has always been like with me and like sometimes I can't fall asleep because I'm tapping rhythms out in my head. I'm sure this happens to a lot of people too, but but I think about it a lot. And <clears throat> just keeping like me continuing to play trumpet throughout all those years and like studying jazz was just opening all these different doors. Like you can be a musician and, and not kind of go anywhere with it if you don't stick with something and have these kind of opportunities open up and take these different paths to grow as as a musician same with a lot of different trades you know right um so i just kind of kept being introduced to these new opportunities and then the band was an opportunity and i wanted to start rocking out you know in front of people 
and I wanted to play guitar too. And I was trained on the piano since I was young. So playing all those different instruments helped. And, but, uh, so that's kind of the, the simple answer. Music is just part of me, you know, and I've always known I was going to play it for my whole life. But the, but being a musician and choose, choosing musician is like as a career and as a path is, is a lot more difficult for me because there's a lot of other things that I like um, and that I want to dedicate my time to. And it's like, how do I prioritize these things? Like I love Spanish and I love Latin American culture. And um, I really care about like bringing countries together and like stopping conflict. And I also love teaching and like trying to figure out which one of these I want to dedicate my time to has been it's a it's a constant struggle right um and being a musician is hard you know it's a lot of you really it's a lot of work and not a lot of reward as far as like finances finances so like it's pretty it's a struggle for for me to like keep it keep going with it but it's like i can't stop i can't stop i'm always going to be playing music so it's it's easy for me to dedicate myself to it. And since moving to Portland, I've really put a lot of time into it. I've started a new band and COVID was hard because gigs weren't happening, but now they're starting up again. And yeah, I just love playing music, man. I love writing songs and I, I want, I want to share my songs. I want people to hear them. I love that dude. Um, so you recently, I mean, so you recently started coming up or actually posting up and uh, publishing your own music, right? Um, so we'll get off with your, with your, with your new band, uh, Kosaki. So first off, where did that name originate from? Like, how did that, how did you come up with that name? Kosaki is actually, it's a family name. It's my mom's last name. And uh, so my, my grandpa on my mom's side, the Italians, uh, yeah, it's a name, Kasaki. That's awesome. And I, I just always wanted to use that name because I'm an Adams, you know, my dad's Adams, but I always thought Kasaki was such a sick name and like Connor Kasaki has such a nice ring to it, you know? But then I was like, well, I can't, I'm not going to change my name because Cause that would be kind of shitty thing to do, you know, but, yeah. but yeah. So I just took it in a different way, use it as a band name, which means just as much to me. So now I have two names. I like that band name, dude. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Um, it's, everybody does it wrong. Though. Everybody says Kosachi, which is totally fine. I'm not going to correct people if they say Kosachi, cause I'd be doing it all the time. But it is Kasaki. Kasaki. And you got nice work. I appreciate that. No, well, first off, dude, I, I remember it because I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's told me it's Kosaki. So I'm like, <laughs> I am pronounced because originally I had thought it was like um it originated like from some Japanese name or something like that. But also like realized like usually when you have the K sound, it's a K in, in Japan. Um, so I'm like, hmm. I never fully asked, but I'm glad I asked because it is the reason why I asked this question for my own curiosity too. I'm like, Kasaki, where does that name originate from? So, um, yeah, dude, awesome. If you see it spelled out, it's 
it's super Italian. Like, but it's hard to say if you're not Italian what it is. But like, if you're an Italian person, you see it, you're like, oh, that's definitely Italian. Fair enough. <laughs> see, I learn stuff every day, dude. I'm always learning something new. Um, so throughout your journey of life in general or everywhere, I guess um, as a musician, as a person, as an artist, as a human being, what struggles and adversities have you faced throughout your journey and how have you overcome them or how, if you're still currently going through some of them, how are you overcoming them? Hmm. Struggles. Uh, let's see. This is, this is a good question. There's lots of there's lots of challenges, you know, especially right. with a career that like, especially with art, because um, you're kind of if you're if you're serious about it, you know, and you wanna you wanna use it as your primary source of income or something like that, or or it's just like a career. If you're if you're working as an independent artist, then it it depend it depends what people think of it obviously. So you need people to, to like receive your material in a positive way and kind of feedback is super important. And so me just kind of waiting to hear positive feedback. I, I'm not good with, with compliments, you know, I'm always like, it could be better. It could be better. That's something I think I could work on is kind of taking, taking people's positive reinforcement seriously and not just brushing it off. Um, but so I guess I struggle with that. Um, but yeah, just being able to believe in yourself is a strong, is a struggle as an artist. Um, so overcoming that, uh, it really helps when you have family and friends that do what I was saying. I'm, I'm bad at doing, which is like taking compliments or at least like showing that they support you. And um, so, yeah, believing you and they want you to continue. So really that the answer to that is like, I could not do it without the people that I care about and that care about me. Um, as far as that issue or that, that challenge, um, believing in yourself, it takes a village to believe in yourself. Um, other than that let's see having to like work on the side in order to to fund your dreams a lot of people have to do that you know right. your passion has to be supported or you have to be able to support yourself while you pursue your passion so kind of working these jobs on the side that sometimes you just hate <laughs> like you don't can't can't stand going to work that that's happened to me like not often, but there's been a couple gigs where I've just been, I wish I wasn't here, you know, I wish I didn't have to do this and I could just make music all day. But another one is like I was saying before, another challenge is looking, uh, looking at other paths, like other careers and saying, I kind of, kind of would like to do that. Right. You know, I would like to teach, but teaching is such such a different it's a different path like you have to dedicate your whole time to it kind of thing right 
So, yeah, it's a few challenges. A few Just challenges. A couple. I mean, um, remind yourself that you can always be a renaissance man, my friend. Don't forget that. Which I, I reconsider you want to begin with, dude. I mean, you've had a lot of like different experiences too. So, um, I'd love to. I, I'd love to. I feel like I don't listen to enough podcasts anymore to be a renaissance man. You know what I mean? Oh, it's a constant struggle to keep on learning, dude. I feel that. Um, trust me, I'm always struggling with that too. Um, so I guess how have these challenges, uh, and these struggles like shaped you as a person that you are right now? Um, let's see. Shaped me. I, I would say your experiences definitely, definitely shape who you are. It's kind of hard to recognize that though. For me, at least, you know, it's more of, it's more of like, I'm just a piece of Play-Doh and all my experiences are like either punching me in the gut or stretching me out a little bit. And I don't even know what shape I am anymore, you know, but like, but I wouldn't be who I am without what I've experienced. So um, I'd say they reinforce things or like, like being in a band for so long has definitely changed who I am. I think and like the people I've been around have left impressions on me, whether I know it or not. And I've become either more like them or chosen to do something else. Um, so, yeah, I think it, it probably does come down to the people you spend your time with and whether you admire them or, or um, disagree with them. And that can kind of shape your opinions a lot. And uh so yeah i can't really think of anything else on that one no dude it's okay no no it it, it was just a it's a question it's okay um so As as where you're at right now, right? You're in Portland. You're playing music right now. You're working for a nonprofit, um, and obviously you faced a couple of struggles before too, like with monetary issues, maybe, and, and supporting your dreams, dealing with complicated people at some points too, and having to deal with the psychology of people in general, um, getting your stuff stolen while you were in Peru, um, and just like going into the great unknown if you had to do it all over again would you oh i've done it i've done it so many times i think i'm addicted to it seriously like taking that big step you know without knowing what's on the other side right a rush in that and i've i just love like the other thing i love adrenaline sports you know like skiing climbing all that Kind of gets my blood pumping and and definitely taking risks <clears throat> and exploring. I love exploring. So I, I kind of feel the same rush of adventure when I do something like that. And I definitely will do it again. Um, like I said, I feel like I, it's not even an option for me. I have to, you know. Right. Uh, right now, I'm just kind of taking a break and focusing on another passion, which is like creating music and trying to 
trying to push as much material out as I can um, before I take another another step, you know, in another direction, which will, I, I have all these ideas of where I want to go, you know. I've been talking to you about like going to Egypt. I've wanted to go to Egypt for a long time. I know you feel the same. I'll go with um, you, man. I'm so, sign me up. Let me know. And I'm, I'm on that way there, dude. Let's meet yeah. up. I'm so excited for that. Dude, that'll be, that'll be a journey for sure. Egypt, I feel like I could spend a long time there, but also right now, like that part, like Ethiopia, mm. um, Sudan, Egypt is all, it's all messed up, you know? So, right. But if you keep telling yourself that it's messed up, you just make excuses to have have you um, have you ever read the alchemist i did yeah i read your copy oh you did oh yes now i remember because i yeah dude let's yeah, go man of... <laughs> shepherd yeah, boys let's go mm -hmm. that part of the world is when i think about that part of the world and like adventure it definitely comes to mind right now I remember because you lended me, you lended me a meditations when I lent you the alchemist. That's, That's what right. happened. Now I remember. Um, so if somewhere, if somebody were to go and follow your path in the journeys and adventures they've been going through and continue to go through, um, what advice would you give them? Um. I would say my best advice is to um, like keep your friends close, you know, and mm. keep your relationships alive right. and uh, treat people, you know, treat everybody the same and treat them well. Just try and keep open lines of communication with the people you care about because To me, like people are the most important thing, you know, right? Like the relationships you have with people are more valuable than, than a lot of things. And, and, and China was a big help me with that realization for sure. And just my experiences traveling, like I, I love all my friends and I'm, I'm so glad that I've made all these friends, but also like sometimes it can be really hard to keep keep friendships alive you know keep friendships going um it can be a lot of work but if you put in the time you know you'll find so much value in that and then it's not just really your life that you're living anymore you're part of somebody else's life that they're living and that can really strengthen you you in a lot of ways like not just like sentimental ways but also like pretty like physical ways like like they can help you find employment or they can help you like push your music in my personal experience, push your music to different parts of the world, different sections, you know, like there are a lot of benefits to having like really good friends and, and trusting people. So yeah, being trusting, trust people and um, open yourself up to them and try and be real as real try and be true to yourself authentic um that's something that i know can be really hard especially growing up like who am i who do i want to be 
that's such a misleading question. Like, who do I want to be? You should just want to be who you are. You know, mm. you should be like true to yourself and, and, and know what you like. It's pretty easy to know what you like and what you don't like. If you just kind of strip it down right to the bare minimum, like think about the people you really get along with. Like that, that connection feels flawless. Like you don't even have to try to speak with them, you know, like it just flows. Conversation just flows. And when you can recognize that connection you have with somebody, it's a lot easier to kind of like see yourself in a lot of ways and, and know, yeah, like who you are and who you get along with. So mm. I don't know, I'm, like I'm kind of getting lost now. <laughs> no, I mean, no, it's perfect, dude. I mean, I think one of the most important things, like you said, dude, is, is, is keep keeping the relationships with people, especially because when you're going into the unknown uh, as a person starting something new or just going as an artist, as a creator in general, right? Like it's, uh, you, you have, at least you know that you have that group of friends and family members and your tribe, right? I would say tribe. Um, yeah right behind you you know always one step away with you um a phone call away a text message away a message away you always know you have people to count on no matter what um so i think uh i think that's that's valuable advice especially for somebody who's trying to start something new especially as a musician or as an artist a creator in general you know and right um because some you know uh i know there's always going to be pushback from people. But if you have a big solid group that supports you, it, it won't matter what that pushback comes from, you know? So I, I agree with you on that. Um, I mean, I guess another piece of, of advice I would make too is, is trying to be kind of, think think about what you do before before you do it you know like everybody makes mistakes obviously um but like you can you i don't know like sometimes you make a decision you know and it affects somebody mm-hmm. in a negative way for sure and that can like just change change your image and change like the way people think about you um change your relationship with whoever the person was that you hurt you know and right. and you can prevent that by just like thinking about your actions before before you do them like that's kind of a... no i i i i think that's yeah, I mean, dude, I've I've been on both sides of of the deal of one me, honestly, I mean, not to share a code, but fucking my own relationships up in some areas, you know, um, and being on the other end where somebody kind of just like did some did something bad towards me, and I'm like, oh shit, um, both in which I felt like shit no matter what, um, right. because one like being the perpetrator of something right is never it's never fun at the end of the day especially because then you realize like yo what did i just do oh i'm such an asshole um you know and it it sucks um because now you have to live with that guilt right 
in in that sense like now you're living with that guilt at least if you're and i'm very like i i'm uh i overthink things sometimes um so it definitely has affected in some of the ways like now or how i handle my because i i'll be honest the way how i handle my relationships aren't isn't the way how how i handled them before you know i guess i've had to learn so many times fucking up some of my relationships to realize this is not what you do as a person and this is how you actually this is how you be a better human being but you won't necessarily be able to learn that unless you fuck up you know i think it's in a sense you kind of have to as much as we don't want to you know because that's how you learn how to keep solid relationships how, that's how you learn how to build solid relationships too where it's friendships where it's a partner where it's business wise and anything right. it, it takes like you said it takes work time and experience right um so i guess just being able to learn learn from those mistakes that you've made in your past and not repeat them you know right. kind of thing saying like recognizing what you've learned and trusting it and not making not repeating mistakes is it's because it takes it it takes some like thinking right <laughs> it takes some to not repeat mistakes you know you do have to like you have to like seal those away in your brain right remember them and you kind of have to face them you know i think one of yeah. uh i think as when i've been learning or what i've learned is that sometimes people struggle with that including i had some struggles facing some of those like mistakes myself because you never want to be that person to admit you know at least if you let your ego get in the way right as much as we talk about it in stoicism ego gets in the way sometimes right um you're not able to learn but you have to be okay with what you did as long as you learned right yeah no that's the hard part for sure that's hard, <laughs> it's always hard because you always feel like you you always feel like you you're like so high and mighty i i, I guess let me rephrase that not always right um yeah but so sometimes right. your ego wants to feel like you're so high and mighty and that you're you're so righteous but sometimes your righteousness is not necessarily right you know um mm -hmm. there's been many of times where i've i've had to face that myself where i'm like oh well, i just ate shit in this um you know so yeah. yeah i agree with you dude um as long as you learn from them um so I, I think we'll skip the, the the question of like what advice would you give people if you had one because we came through a lot of different advices and I think they're, these are valuable advices though you know um, learn from your mistakes learn from how to how to build relationships and keep the relationships that you truly care about and who you love because um, one they're an extension of you as your family as your tribe and just in general um, they're they're your they're your rock um, are you ready for the round of fun questions? Yeah. Hit right. me with some me with some fun stuff, Alberto. I know I'm so sorry. Um favorite show. What's your favorite show? Oh, oh my favorite show. Um oh, I don't really maybe um that's my favorite show. I don't really watch a lot of <laughs> watch a lot of tv that's okay but, um, what's something i really liked 
Do you have a favorite really movie? Like, I really like Dragon Tales. Dragon Tales was great, you know? Dude, dude Dragon <laughs> Tales was an amazing cartoon. Yes. It was life-changing for sure. I felt like it was so underrated. Mm-hmm. PBS had not given enough seasons at all. Um, no. Definitely not. Do you, do you feel like that's where like some of your adventure kind of like rooted from, like kind of motivated you to go more in adventures? Yeah, I wish I wish with all my heart, fly with dragons <laughs> in a little heart, dude. Ah, oh my god, dude! Again, Dragon Tales, such an underrated okay. show, such an underrated show. Um, adventure in, in old Dragon Tales land, Dragon Land. Maybe I don't know what they called it, but. I do. I honestly, I, I think it was Dracula. You're right. Um, I honestly wish when I was a little kid, dude, I wish I was able to do that. I wish I would have found like a small little, like, what was it, a dragon skill, right? Was it a dragon skill? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. And like, I wish I would have found like a box with a dragon skill so that way I could like chant that and just like all of a sudden get taken to a different like world of dragons. I'm like, oh, dude, why is this not happening to me? Along with also trying to become a Power Ranger. Um, but that's a whole entire different story, too. Um, Which ranger would you be? Would you be the, the red ranger? At first, I was... So, there's three rangers I wanted to be. I wanted to be the blue ranger because I'm like, yo, this guy's smart. And he every, he knows what he's talking about. And he's the one that's, like, making sure people aren't stupid, leading, like, the rangers to, like, different things. Um, there's the logic part. And then it was the red ranger. But it wasn't until... And the original Power Rangers, right? It wasn't until Tommy came in when he was the Green Ranger and then he turned into the White Ranger. I'm like, yo, I want that. I want to be the White Ranger because he looks super badass. And he has like a tiger, like Siberian tiger, like speaking to him with his sword. Like who doesn't want a Siberian tiger? Do you ever read the, the Animorphs series books? I've read only a few. I haven't like I I never really got into them, but that's because I was reading Goosebumps Goosebumps more. Oh yeah, that's a that's a good one too. So, Animorphs um, is the one you know the premise though, right? It's like they touch basically they can touch an animal and like download their body, like downloads their DNA of the animal, and then they can turn into the animal. Uh-huh. Essentially, so like this one guy, I re- I remember reading it as a kid and just being obsessed with them. And he like jumps in, he like is hiding or something from zoo security and he jumps into a Siberian tiger pit and like, like the tiger comes up to him and he touches the tiger and then like turns into a Siberian tiger. It's like, that's so sick. That's so cool. to turn into a tiger. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All of a sudden you stick your hand inside a zoo and like, ah, my hand. Yeah. (laughs) You You don't just have like a tiger pet. You are the tiger, you know? That's so sick. Oh, these these children's books too, and just children's shows in general were just awesome. Yeah, they were. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. I, I I don't pay attention to like now, but uh, I hope like they're just as creative as now, like as they were in the '90s, because uh, that was definitely a magical time. Um, yeah. many- you know, they repeat a lot of stories, like a lot of a lot of like premises and stuff. They repeat them and tell them in different ways. Right, it's like Hannes and Avatar and all that, you know. Oh, true, true. So I'm sure they're recycling those stories with just different characters and and things, but it's also hard to tell because everything's so 
so techie now and and just different it's gonna be interesting to see where we're at in like 50 years you know dude nfts metaverse virtual worlds we're like going to like a different uh universe of things i'm like the virtual world thing i think is super interesting um but i also think it's a little scary because it's really gonna it's like right now you know we're talking like i feel like i can look around my whole room and go do stuff in my day and like maybe in 50 years everything's gonna be people with headsets on like meeting and in rooms or maybe not maybe we'll get rid of those headsets you know it'll just be like a little chip or something on your on your brain or on your skull but um but like you you'll be kind of checking out of the real world a lot and checking into kind of these like virtual chat rooms or virtual reality worlds and that's a little frightening honestly like you know earth matters agreed our planet super important and like we got to keep it maybe us checking out would it will help it a little bit more you know not using all its resources all the time but but also like running all those virtual worlds will definitely take a lot of energy a lot of power power consumption for sure um yeah so it's i think it's gonna be interesting like you said dude um i would say i'm excited for the opportunity but the one thing that I'm really iffy about is like how you said, dude, people actually checking out of the reality that we're in right now, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I guess people missing out of those like real connections, not to say you can't make a connection virtually. Right. Or like, cause I've been able to make friends like gaming or like on the phone or just like, just randomly like that. But, uh, but, we're in it's in our nature to to have human contact to to hang out in groups and tribes and just in general in general right Mm -hmm. i i see the potential that this is able to offer but i also see like the dark side of this of what it may become if if we don't keep ourselves in check of what is Mm -hmm. real and what's not you know um yeah I would hate for humanity to lose, I guess, their their idea of life. And because for whatever reason, I mean, my, my idea of life can be really like, might be different, right, from everybody else's or from your, yours as well. But I guess I would hate for people to, to lose that sense of adventure in the real world. What's still possible? What you might be getting in the virtual world, you might still be able to get it in the real world as long as you're willing to travel, meet new people in, in that mm-hmm. sense, right? And that that's where I really hope it doesn't go into. Or who knows, maybe this might be the gateway for people to meet new people from around the world and then they travel to that to that place. You know? Yeah. It's definitely gonna be able it's gonna open so many you know? doors of communication. Like like even it's gonna be awesome. You know, you could probably there will be an internet language essentially everybody will be able to understand each other like without even maybe having to speak your own language they could speak in code you know or like the computer could instantly translate whatever language you're speaking right. in and translate into code which then would be translated into their language right. stuff like that like opportunities are like we can't even imagine like all right these in the world that will open up to 
to us. Um, yeah, I'm super excited about it too. I think it's it's fantastic. It's just a little scary, you know, because it's unknown. And that's the main thing is like, can people, are you excited about the unknown or are you scared about the unknown? And like, right. like we talked about before is like, I think we're both pretty we're okay with taking that step, you know, and seeing, seeing what's on the other, the other side, like being curious is. I mean, it's less awesome. so far this way. Right. So agree. Yeah, exactly. Um, favorite food. What's your favorite food? So I talked about mashed potatoes earlier, big fan of mashed potatoes. Um, just potatoes in general. Fantastic. But, uh, my favorite food i've always stuck by this is my mom's casserole hmm. it's just so homey you know i love a good home cooked casserole it's got so much cheese on it too it makes it different every time but like it's kind of consistent there's like a consistency to it that i admire Let's see what's in it i know there's rice a lot of cheese i think like cream of chicken is in there peas corn veggies some some kind of meat usually whatever is in the fridge and then it's all baked up and plopped down so it's gnarly man it's delicious <laughs> big rock in my stomach but i love it <laughs> dude that's awesome um what's your favorite book uh my favorite book okay is probably oh it's a tough one it's a lot of really good books favorite books <laughs> my favorite i think i could think narrow my favorite book down my favorite book has taken on kind of a sentimental value after reading it too because i it's called the elegance of the hedgehog mm. oh, and what's the name of the author oh right can't remember her name off the bat on the top of my head but uh it's a novel and it's it's, a, it's like told by two people there's two main characters mm-hmm. one is <clears throat> one is a suicidal 12 year old who's like super intelligent and one is a concierge at a hotel which the 12 year old lives in so it's kind of told from both their different perspectives. And really it's just a lot of dialogue. The whole book is like an inner dialogue of each of them, you know, and the people they interact with and they're just very interesting. And then it's kind of just about, it's about life. It's an interesting story. I would definitely recommend that to anybody, you know, as a, as a book, it's a little, it's kind of like heady, you know, you got to think about it and like maybe take it a step at a time, but it's a great read um <clears throat> on a lighter note i love game of thrones i love the books i like blew through those for sure i'm kind of into that you know like old world fantasy action kind of a like just picture image like i always wanted to have a sword when i was a kid you know and like fight some baddies so something like that comes around i'll probably pick it up and try it out and game of thrones just like hooked me for sure so love those books um and yeah i'm currently reading kind of a cool series um called the expanse Mm. 
I think there's a television show about it, or there is a television show about it too. Um, I just finished the first book last night and it's pretty good. I read it in like a week. If, if you mind me asking, what's that about? It's like a sci-fi kind of book. So it's, it's uh, based in kind of, kind of a faraway future like her earth has colonized mars and then there's like also this like huge um um like another colony called the belt and it's like a series of space stations in an, in an asteroid field i think or something but it's out in space you know and like there's millions right. and millions of people there so there's three big powers there's earth mars and the belt and then but it, then it, it goes down to like the people that live in the belt and the people that live in a ship that goes through space and there's an external threat. And then there's all this like political stuff. So it's, it's, it can be a little complicated, you know, it's a big story, really big story, but uh, it's cool. It's interesting. I think you'd like it a lot. I know you like that. Dude, it sounds like it. That's why I ask. I want to make sure I check it out. Um, I would so there is a show though, and I remember I I watched the show, mm-hmm. and um, because I watched the show first, now when I read the book, I like see the faces of the characters from the show. Right. Every time I read their name, you know, kind of thing, and that's something I don't like when I read. I like being able to make the image of the people in my head. So before. don't watch the show. I would read, read the book, book first. Read the book first. I feel like a lot of people say that. You know about Dune? The Dune is the movie that just came out. Everybody's like, wants wants to read the book first. They have the they have the first look of you know the story before they right. go into the movie, and then <clears throat> that's their first look. It's just kind of a, it's a natural process. I feel like reading the original content before the right. Um, very musician. Oh, my favorite musician. I really like Bonnie Bear. Bonnie Bear is fantastic. And I think he's grown so much as a musician too, which is inspiring. And all the material he makes is like, it's kind of like pushing the boundaries of music. Right. Like his auto-tune stuff is, he started doing that around the same time in, uh, what's his name? Uh a bag you would drink was that is that t-pain 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 pushed the pushed the limits of music with autotune you know i feel like he was one of the first ones bonnie bear was close behind him right um and then yeah his like his his arrangements they're just Mm. so so powerful and like warm a lot of them and i i love that and i've learned a lot as a musician from that um and then so uh miles davis too as a musician purely as a musician uh because his his style of playing trumpet is something that i try and mimic you know very cool jazzy and airy and laid back but yeah so miles has been a big influence on me um bonnie bear big influence and then also really like jack white i think he rocks the fuck out and it's cool to have like kind of that like mindset of i'm gonna play whatever i want i'm just gonna do it loud and it's gonna sound like a riot 
and it's going to be super fun. I love right. that. So some of that's always hit and miss though, you know, like some of the songs are masterpieces and some of them just sound like noise. So, but I like it. Yeah. As long as you like it, man. <laughs> Favorite place? Yeah. Favorite place. Hmm. That's hard. That's probably the hardest one so far. Favorite place. Um, I, I've spent, you know, every time I go somewhere, I always come back. I always go home. You know, I, I don't really stay places too long. And like, I end up at least stopping maybe a month a year at my mom's house in, in Bellevue, you know, and like hanging out um, while I choose where I'm going to go next. But um, there is this grove kind of near the house that I usually go to and like read at. And uh, it's just got these big old trees and it's like a grassy kind of secluded place. And it's got a bench. <laughs> Pretty sweet spot, especially I usually end up being there in the summer or springtime and it's just nice kind of being by yourself in like a really heavily wooded but still kind of open grassy area. I love trees. So. Mm. That's kind of a spiritual place for me. And I would say yeah, probably favorite places are any place that feels spiritual and that I feel incredibly relaxed and kind of like in awe of a little bit so probably that one little grove would be my favorite place I love that that's awesome it sounds nice too I want to go visit now. What's, your favorite, what's your favorite place Alberto Ooh. damn now favorite. you're asking favorite place um, it's a tough one uh, it is a, a tough places. one there are a lot of places um, oh cause oh now I'm having trouble too there's so many places you connect with right um yeah i guess one of my favorite places um yeah i so i do have so there's many places but i guess the one that i usually like to go to the most um is actually in san diego um it's called mission beach and so um whenever i have trouble or have issues going on where I've needed to contemplate and be myself. Um, not condoning drug use, but you know, get stoned, just like get out and <laughs> um, uh, get out and just think a little bit more. Uh, oh, I've smoked in that grove. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So, so right, yeah. So I mean, so I would always so uh, I would always get stoned, go uh, take myself to Mission Beach in san diego and just like stay there either putting my headphones on and just viewing the beach or watching like uh the people pass by because there's like a, a sidewalk too where people are just like roller skating or rollerblading or just walking by you have visitors um and right along right beside it too you literally have like right there the front beach area um where i would sit there for hours just watching the sun or watching people or either getting into the water and then uh staying there till sunset and sometimes I would take my camera with me because I always because although I've gotten some a lot of cameras stolen from uh, from me before, um, 
but usually whenever I had my camera, I would take it with me. So that way I could just like take pictures as I would find that, find that meditating for me. Um, it's like really peaceful, you know, just being there and just staring at the ocean and just also sometimes staring at the passerby and like wondering, well, what's going on with their lives too, you know, like people yeah. watching. It, it is so interesting. I feel like places like that, like the ocean right, or like, mountains or the forest like they can mean so much to to different people you know or like they can mean more to to different people right like if you grew up near the water or you grew up in the forest that can have kind of like this this heavier meaning to you a little bit right. i've always felt like this deeper connection to kind of the woods for sure right. and like birds and all that you know like just the silence and, and there's some like airy woods too that you don't like i don't really want to go in there because it's <laughs> really old dark and <laughs> kind of quiet so i'm i'm gonna keep walking and walk a little faster <laughs> you know there's like this human kind of fear of being alone lost in the woods i feel right. like that's kind of an internal genetic thing and it, it, it's like a survival a little bit do you like you know in a sense like oh shit do i have to go into survival mode now is something gonna come out and attack me out of nowhere like what insects are on so, like yeah no having having like civilization like kind of nearby or like nearby this is pretty necessary right. like i can escape you know for a moment and be it be in this place but then go knock on some doors if somebody's trying to a bear is running after me. Right. I agree. That's awesome. Um, the closest that I've had, I guess, uh, so there's a couple of mountains in San Diego County that I've had around me. I guess that's, I'm pretty sure there are woods too, but I'm really bad at remembering some stuff. Um, yeah, there are campsites, but I, but not as much as like, uh, at least in South California, there's not as much as there would be like in Washington, right? Like, cause you guys have like big forts, like yeah, crazy of, amount, you know, unless I go up to Northern California, but that's where it starts because you guys just continue on extending all the way from like California, Northern California, all the way up to like Oregon, all the way up to Washington and Canada. So it's like, so, yeah. so I think uh, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, man, thank you for sharing uh so because this podcast is literally called learning life with you um and we're learning life with you connor today so thank you for being on i see yeah dude i'm telling you man i there was a there was a point to my craziness you know there's there's always something there's going on um it's all coming together it's all coming together man because i'm always i'll be honest with you like when i so before I ask you the last question, right? I guess like the explanation, because I didn't even, I haven't even like done a rebranding episode yet either. But uh, the whole entire reason why I wanted to create this or rebrand this podcast was because essentially like my name's going to be on there no matter what, you know. Um, but the idea of creating this was to to get people on here to talk about their life stories, talk about their experiences, and also learn from them because. A lot of people that I have on, including yourself, like I've learned something from, you know, are um, so I just think they're really interesting and cool people to have around. Um, 
So that's that's the whole entire reason why instead of learning life with Alberto, it's like, no, well, learning life with you, because literally it's learning life with somebody else and like getting from their own experience. Like what what can I learn from them or how did how did they handle some experiences? How did they handle some challenges? Because let's be honest, um, people sometimes need that extra push to do stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody has a voice people like to be heard or people want want help by somebody who's been there before had similar experiences too so that's the whole entire purpose of it is like learning life with somebody that you know could take something or could help somebody else with learning life with you so that's uh and connecting people together dude essentially like you know the the purpose is is the humanistic part of people you know that's that's it right um breaking barriers it's cool uh, you know education is huge there's definitely people that are going through similar things out there you know i hope that we can help each other out down the line and plus it's your story is cool so i'm glad to have you on um now last question my friend yes what does learning life mean to you um oh um, learning life dang i had an answer to this one i like looked at this one i was trying to i know i had something <laughs> but now it's going to get in the way of me answering the question the one that i had already pre you know what i mean dude whatever comes your way man what does learning life mean to me um i think kind of it's a it's a role you know you kind of gotta roll with the punches and and everything, everything matters that you go through. So like learning, you know, learning is a constant thing as we teachers like understand. So everything that a kid learns in a classroom like becomes incorporated with who they are and what they know and what they believe. So it's the same with learning life. It's like the things that you go through and the challenges you have to overcome, they become part of you. So learning life is just a culmination of your experiences and and the people that you care about and affect you in certain ways and yeah just trying to be happy you know pursuit of happiness is it's important we're all working towards that we all want fulfillment so like how can you take these experiences and shape them in a positive way that help you grow as a person that's what learning life means to me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Connor, thank you, my friend. Thank you for yeah, being over. on. Um, so pleasure. For all the listeners out there, how do we find you? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Kosaki Music. Kosaki Music. C-O-S-A-C-C-H-I Music. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm basically just going to, like, as far as social media and all that and getting a hold of me, I'm going to focus on my Kasaki band because that's what I really care about, you know. Right. Personal handles and all that, like, I'm not really going to put that much effort into. I'm just going to focus on my business, but, like, I'll be there. If you want to reach out, I'll be on the other line, and, like, that's definitely the best way to to contact me um but 
yeah, just Kasaki. If you're if you're interested in checking out what's going on in my life and the music that I'm creating, like and I'm gonna be uploading songs to YouTube and Spotify all the time. So yeah, that's where I'm at these days. Awesome, dude. Thank you, Connor. Dude, so you guys heard it at Kosaki Music. Um, check it out on Spotify and also on YouTube too and Instagram. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, any last words you'd like to tell our, our listeners by any chance? Oh, I'm just so, um, it feels good to see my buddy Alberto, you know, face to face. We out here. <laughs> I feel like we're all on this, we're on similar paths, you know. And you know, I got your back, brother, and I'm glad you're doing this. I think that this is definitely a valuable thing. Just having having positive conversations with people goes a long way, you know. And, and I hope you have the opportunity to talk to with with many many interesting individuals, and I'll be tuning in for sure. Dude, so, thanks everybody for listening to my rambles, and thanks Alberto for for getting the discussion started. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I appreciate you for being on. Thank you for being one of my best friends, for being there, one of my tribe members, and just being awesome, man. I, it's, I'm glad to see you here. Um, I'm glad that you, that you're willing to do this. You know, I'm like, because yeah, I woke um, up. I did this time. <laughs> I know, dude. I, I know. I woke you up. So, um, <laughs> thanks, man. I appreciate you, dude. And uh, real stuff, man. I, uh, I'm glad to have you on. And uh, thank you. Thank you for being on, dude. I love you, man. And uh, thank you for listening, guys. Peace. All right. Bye. Learn Life With You was created in association with the Human Connections Magazine, a nonprofit media organization connecting the world together. Executive producer and host, Alberto Castillo. Theme music by Dubflex. If you guys like this podcast, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform and Follow us on our social media accounts at Learning Life With You or visit www.learninglifewithyou.org. Love you guys. Goodbye.